You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 277. As a business owner for so long, I kind of have it ingrained into me that you can't be afraid of just doing the work. Yep. And if you don't do the work, you're not going to get the results. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player if you still use one, it's a no-brainer. To take advantage of this special offer, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. and download your free audiobook today. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome everybody back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Brent Daniels, and I am absolutely thrilled to be coming to you on this podcast today because I think we're going to have just an unbelievable amount of value to provide. But before we do this, I want to give you a tip. I want to give you a, some homework to do right off the bat of this podcast, because I believe instruction is more important than education. I believe instruction is more important than entertainment, right? I talk about it a lot on this podcast because instruction is what you are looking for when you're listening to this podcast. People listen to it, they go out, they get deals going, and then they join the Rhino tribe, and then they explode their business. But this instruction right off the bat is something that really, really helped me understand why I had the goals that I had and what I needed to focus on to accomplish those goals. And it is something that you could Google right now. So if you're in the car, just do this later. But if you're in a place, Google seven layers deep. Okay, what this is an exercise where you ask, you ask yourself why you want a goal seven times. It is an unbelievable exercise. Now, most people get a little bit uncomfortable at five, and then they really start peeling back the layers because everybody goes into it, and they talk about their why, and they talk about they want to provide a legacy for their family. They want to provide opportunity. They want to provide all these things. And this really brings me to the interview today because I've got a phenomenal professional wholesaler out of Sisters Oregon. Now, if you've never heard of Sisters Oregon, nobody's heard of Sisters Oregon because besides Bill and a thousand other people, nobody else knows about it. But coming out of a small market, but it's surrounded by big markets, but just a gentleman that has an unbelievable story to tell, an unbelievable wholesaling journey, a really a lifelong entrepreneur, if you will, that has really taken his time to figure out the right vehicle for him and his family. And he's going to get into that. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. Bill Lookaba. How are you? Good. Thanks, Brent. Awesome. So, Bill, tell us about you. Let's go all the way back. You know, I introduced you as being an entrepreneur. What started your journey as an entrepreneur and how did you find wholesaling? 
Yeah. So I grew up in business. My dad was a business owner. My grandpa was a business owner. So it was kind of natural for me to just kind of want to do my own thing. Um, I actually joined the military right out of high school. When I got out of there, I realized I didn't want to work for anybody else. So I just started doing something that I was passionate about. I started a window tinting business. I loved working on cars. And then that grew to a large corporation where I was doing cars, tinting houses, tinting commercial buildings. But I was the solopreneur. I was doing everything on my own. So I was burning the candle at both ends, didn't have tons of time left. The money was okay, but it was just something that it did not take me long to get burnt out. 18 years later of doing (laughs) the same thing over and over and over again, I finally realized that I need to change. It's this is something that I can't really do for the rest of my life. I turned 40 this year and at 39, just before that 40 year old mark, I was thinking, man, I need to make some changes. So I was listening to podcasts. I was actually, I was, I thought that I wanted to be a police officer. So I joined a police academy. And as I was going through that academy for nine months back and forth, uh, I would listen to podcasts in my car. And a lot of those podcasts, they started off with like Grant Cardone Then I got into some other ones. And then I found Wholesaling Inc., which I'd never heard of Wholesaling. Yeah. So I found that, and it just blew my mind that that was a possibility to even do. So I joined in, and I'm typically good with talking with people, which I enjoy, which listening to the podcast, hearing how you guys interact with people, hearing just your genuine nature it really stood out above and beyond the way that other people wholesale. And so I jumped in with both feet. That's awesome. And you jumped into the Wholesaling Inc. program? No, I actually. (laughs) So through those podcasts, I had heard two other different wholesaling trainings. And I actually started off with one, went through that one, and then I got, got into the other one, went through that one. Didn't really do anything with either of those because I'll tell you what it was. It was a ton of information. Yep. And yeah. it really confused me, Brent, to the point where I had all this knowledge in my brain and I didn't have any idea where to go. Because it was like, you could do this, mm-hmm. you could do that, mm-hmm. and you could maybe do this method, and you could do a little bit of all of those. But none of them specifically said, here's what you do. Yep. And this is what you do after that. Yeah. And so, Through listening to those podcasts through Wholesaling Inc., I realized that this was a decision that I needed to make. Yeah. And the the difference was immediate. Yeah. Like, I think through the first two programs, I think I had like 12 cash buyers at the the end of those. And they were like, look, you only need four or five. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so listening to, to you and Cody and Tom through driving back and forth to the academy, I'm like, this is a no brainer. Yeah. Being proactive instead of like sticking out one bandit sign and kind of hoping and praying versus talking on the phone with somebody, being proactive about it. It, it just became a no brainer for me. And when did you join the, you, you joined the TTP program. When did you join it? I joined, I believe the end of January, beginning of February, of right. 2019. Yeah. And yeah. right off the bat, I mean, you were like a fish to water. I mean, you were just, it was just really natural to you, right? I mean, it was. You, You really didn't have, I I think your combination of being an entrepreneur and doing customer service and talking to a lot of people and understanding that as an entrepreneur, like 80% of our life is on the phone, right? You know what I mean? Like as a business owner, as a true business owner, you know, setting up things, organizing things, making sure 
that all your your people are in the right position and that you're doing sales, you're doing customer service, you're doing accounting, you're doing all these things, right? So it's always on the phone. So I think that just from an entrepreneur standpoint, you already had that endurance to be able to get on the phone. And then, I mean, you were going to be a police officer because you're a people person, you want to serve the public. I mean, you knew already how to communicate with people. So I think with a combination of both, it just went bananas. Yeah, I think honestly, I was just looking for change. And the police officer thing, it was just, there was some excitement. There was some newness. I mean, who doesn't want to drive fast and carry a gun? But the flip side of that is turning 40 and going, wow, I've done my own thing for 18 years. And now I'm going to give up all of my nights, all of my weekends, all of my holidays. I have zero control just because I'm unfulfilled with what I currently do. That to me, when I hit 40, I, I looked at my wife and I said, I I think I need to do something different. And and that was when we both decided that uh, the, the full-time police officer thing was just probably not something that I needed to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and this came and, and kind of, it was kind of like perfect timing, right? Cause it kind of came on the back of you locking up some wholesale deals, right? Or one, yeah. uh, a wholesale. Had deal. I, had I not joined the police academy and had to drive an hour and a half for nine months, every single week to that academy, I wouldn't have been listening to podcasts. Right. I had to figure out something to fill my time. And so I had actually finished the police academy, had my applications in all over the place to get a full-time job, and then by happenstance, wholesaled my first deal. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying. Like it came on, I mean, it was like kind of perfect. I mean, it was kind of serendipitous that it fell like right in that same window of time that you like had to either commit to the police or not. Right. And then you got exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. And and what really opened my eyes was my first deal was $20,000 Yep. and it took me about six hours from start to finish. Right. So, and I, I started doing the math in my head going, okay, with my current career that I've had for 18 years, that takes me driving back and forth to about in different homes and doing the work myself, tying up probably two weeks worth of my time. And then as a police officer, $3,500 a month, that's your take home. Right. So to make $20,000, it just opened my eyes. And I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. Yeah. So talk about that first deal. Talk about, you know, because yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people listening, you know, they're, they're either working on their first deal or they're thinking about this business or they stumbled across it and they hear you say $20,000 in six hours. What does that mean? So break down those six hours for us. How did you source yeah, so it? What was the list? Like break it down. Really what it was is uh, this was actually just communicating with a realtor. One of the things that I was doing is I was trying to reach out to different realtors in my area There was a podcast with a former Marine that lives in Sacramento that he uses realtors to his advantage. And so I started doing the same thing. I actually talked to him on the phone, sent out an email to a bunch of realtors. I got a few responses. One of them ended up being a guy that uh, we had several phone conversations, told him what I was after. And he called me out of the blue one day. He's like, dude, I think I got the perfect setup for you. I've had this house listed for three months. It has fell through three different times to three different owners or three different buyers. I need this off of my plate. She's willing to take X amount of dollars for it just to be done with it. And she was like four payments behind. So she was going to lose the home if it didn't get gone. And he was actually moving from one company to another company at the same time. So he's just like, take it from me. He's like, if you know what you're doing, you can make this work. Just take it from me. So 
I talked to the owner of that house about two or three times, got her down to a good number. I believe I got her down to, so I think that we were at 175, 176, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I sent it out to the few cash buyers that I had, held an inspection, and I got a couple of offers right there on the spot. And I'm like, nope, they're all due within 24 hours. I did exactly what Tom teaches in the program, what you teach in the program. And in the end, I had two of them that were tied for the top. And so I, I called them both and I'm like, look, you guys are at a dead tie. One of you needs to come up on your number or, you know, I'm just going to basically roll the dice. Yeah. And so they both came up a little bit. One of them came up a little bit more <laughs> and I ended up doing, I ended up making, uh, we were about 23,000 on that deal. Then I, I actually gave the realtor back three grand for sending me that thing. Incredible. So he, he had some money in it. He did yeah. some pictures and stuff like that. And he'd worked hard on it. And I'm like, well, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know, a thousand bucks. So I gave him three. So it was a great first deal for me. I'll always remember it. So a couple of things there before I ring this victory bell, a couple of things, great takeaways here for everybody listening. One, you have to build a referral network of real estate agents in your market, because I am telling you, there is a good portion of them that do not want to list really, really rough houses. And I'll tell you why. This is actually, this, this is from experience. I've been licensed since 2004. But I know that if they put it on the market at a really, really aggressive price, they're going to have dozens of offers. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of work. They don't want to mess with it. Plus, most of the time, they got to pay the agent on the other side. Now, agents... If they want to get the full amount, typically what happens is agents split the commission with a buyer's agent and with the listing agent. That's the person representing the seller. So when the listing agent can be both the buyer's agent and the listing agent, they can get the full commission. Now, that didn't happen in this circumstance, but whatever, I'm educating you too much. Basically, what I'm telling you, the instruction is go out, talk to, and get at least five referral bases, referral agents in your database that'll send you deals as they come across the really, really rough runs that they don't want to deal with. The second thing that Bill did was beautiful. You Did you hear what he did? He paid the agent triple what the guy wanted or what the agent wanted. And for a reason, and I'm sure the reason is because you want him to send you more referrals. You want him Absolutely. to know that you're fair. You're more than fair. You're more, you want everybody to, to, to benefit when they work with you. When you do those type of things up front initially in a relationship, a professional relationship in the real estate industry, it carries weight forever. Okay, so that is just absolutely fantastic. So what net net bottom line was deposited into your bank account? 19986 and some change. Woo! It was- I love it. Not bad for a first deal, right? I will remember that first deal forever. That's it. So let's yeah. talk let's talk about now. Let's talk about your business yeah. and as you're growing it and then let's talk about how you're balancing and being an entrepreneur for so long and family life and all these yeah. things. So what are you doing? Tell me now. So obviously you didn't just do one deal and quit, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I pound the phones a couple hours a day and I have been doing that consistently. I've done 
three wholesale deals just from TTP. Yep. And they haven't all been big, like 20 grand, but you know, I'll take a $7,000 wholesale deal all day long. So I've done three wholesale deals that equaled about another 30,000 in income. Love so it. the 30 and the 20 together, I mean, I've already matched half of my normal income that takes me all year to make yep. in just a few short months. Yep. But the best one, the one that I'd like to talk to you real quick is this one that uh, we just closed on it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a wholesale deal. So it hasn't sold yet, but it was a TTP from the tax delinquent list. Okay. Uh, reached out to her and she was three years behind on taxes mm-hmm. and had just a very genuine conversation with her, asked her if she was interested. She said, yes, made her an offer on the phone. And then something that Stephen Lee talked to me about was sending him a written offer as well. Yeah. So I, I did that as well. Uh, three days later, she called me because I, I put an expiration date on the on the written offer. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're ready to go. We need to do this. I want to move to Las Vegas. My house is paid for. I'm just three years behind on taxes. And so this was a really, really nice house. Yeah. Literally nothing wrong with it yeah. except for they were... They were kind of closet hoarders, so there was a lot of stuff there, yeah. but everything was in great shape. And I immediately knew it was a wholesale deal, so we went ahead. Uh, I so explain, with, explain to what, what a wholesale deal is. So I could have wholesaled this and maybe made 10, 15,000 bucks. Okay. But what I really wanted to do is open up the biggest and best cash buyers list, which mm-hmm. is the multiple listing service. Yeah. So I literally want people, the MLS, I want people just beaten down my door to get this property. So another realtor that I had made a connection with that I've been communicating back and forth with frequently, we have yet to do a deal together, but he's an aggressive investor and a realtor broker. So I contacted him. I said, Hey, I got a good one. So we partnered up, up on it. He actually had the funds. He had a HELOC. So he was able to just pull out all the funds buy the house for 50-50 partners on it. I put 50,000 in, he put 50,000 in. We did the rest of it financed through him. Yep. Because he's a realtor, he's just going to market it and sell it. So we put 1500 bucks into it. Okay. Cleaning because it up, getting it fresh. We cleaned it. Yeah, exactly. And we're talking granite countertops, cherry cabinets, uh, hardwood floors. It, it's a phenomenal house in a great area. It's going to probably sell somewhere around 390. Ooh. I love so, it. So what yeah. do you think you will net? So you said you would be, you could have assigned it for maybe ten or fifteen thousand. What will you net? Because you're fifty fifty with your guy. What do you net we are 50, after it's uh, said and done? We we expect we're going to basically split about eighty five thousand. So I'll probably make closer to forty to forty five on the deal. I love it. I love and I'll, it. And I'll get my fifty back. And that was from one phone call. That was, yeah, TTP, <laughs> one phone call. And I did go and see her in person. I got the assignment contract or I got the, the purchase agreement signed in person yep. from her because I wanted to go see the property. It was, it was great, the pictures online, but I wanted to go see it. And here's the thing. So this lady, she was in a wheelchair. She couldn't really reach the counters very well. So there was just tons of stuff piled on the counters. And she was a heavy set gal, so she couldn't stand for very long. Sure. And so what she didn't want out of all of this she didn't want a hundred people walking through her house with a realtor saying, yep. do this, 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 and this. She wanted to move to a warmer climate because yep. we, we get some rain in Oregon. Yeah. She wanted to move to a warmer climate where she would feel better. She could have a house that was paid for and that she'd have some money in the bank so she wouldn't get behind on taxes anymore. Yep. And so it was literally, it was a win for her and it's going to be a win for us. Love it. So Love it. Now you mentioned that you every day – 
for a couple hours, you pound the phones, right? Yes. How do yep. you stay consistent? Because that's the biggest, that's the, that's the trouble, because here's what happens. You start making calls. You start talking, having quality conversations with distressed property owners. All of a sudden, you start getting deals. All of a sudden, yeah. you stop making those calls. All of a sudden, things start distracting you, and you kind of get out. How do you block all that out and stay focused on just making the keeping keeping the engine going, keeping the funnel, sure. you know, keep bringing in leads into your pipeline. I think the biggest thing is, is just knowing that this is what is required to make this work. And as a business owner for so long, I kind of have it ingrained into me that you can't be afraid of just doing the work. Yep. And if you don't do the work, you're not going to get the results. Yep. So that was a big thing for me is to just know that you have to put in the time. If I can't get to an appointment for a couple of days, you know what? I might miss out on a deal. But if I don't make those phone calls, I guarantee I'm going to miss out on deals. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you lose every deal that uh, you don't talk to the distressed property owner. You know what and I mean? You, the last two weeks, Brent, I've actually, I haven't been on the phone at all. So now that I've done a few deals, I would like to, I think, I think that's my next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to get that consistency with a, I'll hire, a cold hire somebody or one of your, probably one of your Costa Rica callers, the yep. U.S. callers, yep. because they don't have to be trained. Yep. They, you just have to make sure that they've got the right attitude and personality that you want talking to your customers. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's a done deal. But my last two weeks have been kind of a whirlwind of emotion. And so it's kind of taken me off of my game. But I am so, so glad that wholesaling has actually filled that bank account up for me so I could take those last two weeks off. Well, so. and, and tell us what, what, first of all, just to let you guys know, the callers that I use personally in my business that uh, Bill's talking about is callmotivatedsellers.com. They're the best. They're Americans living abroad and they are the best. So anyway, yeah. that's just a little plug for them because they're incredible. But what was the last couple of weeks? Because you took the last couple of weeks off and that does, that's yeah. not normal for a regimented entrepreneur like you. So what, what happened? Yeah. So we had some life circumstances happen and I've got two kids. I got a 14 year old girl and a 10 year old boy. And uh, our boy has suffered with some headaches for many, many years. Sometimes they're bad enough that he actually gets sick and he'll just lay down in the bathroom and he'll be there for three or four hours and then he'll wake up and he's fine. We've took him to several doctors and they've all said that it's pediatric migraines and that he'll probably grow out of it. About uh, two months ago, one of them got so bad that we took him to the ER and uh, they did a CT scan for him. And that CT scan revealed that he had a mass in the front of his brain. And that mass, we were scared that it was maybe a tumor. Uh, we went and saw a neurologist and they said that it was, uh, they call it an arachnid cyst. And it is a buildup of spinal fluid in the frontal portion of his brain. Mm. And it has pushed his brain back probably two inches. And so they're fighting for room in there. And so anytime he would have either too much activity or something, it would cause that headache, to, that mass to swell and cause, give him headaches. And so at that point in time, everything got shut off. We're like, we got a 10-year-old that needs brain surgery, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So life stopped at that point because nothing's more important than the kids. And so we took him to uh, OHSU, which is the, the best hospital in literally the state of Oregon. And he had to have brain surgery. So about two weeks ago, he went in. 
They went in through the side of his temple. They got that cyst taken care of to where it drains properly and then buttoned him up. And he was home about 24 hours later. What that has done for me is it's taken me off of my game because I've been making sure that he's oh, of course. that he's good. But what wholesaling has done for me is it has literally gave me the time mm-hmm. and the income in my account that I could look at those two to three weeks and not even care. Right. I needed to be here with my son. Mm-hmm. I needed to be here with my wife and my daughter. We needed him to be able to recover. And Monday was his first day back to school. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's the, man, it's just so inspirational. Not, not just, I mean, the going through all of that is, I mean, I, I can't even imagine even, even the years that he was going through headaches and all those issues and not, not knowing exactly what was going wrong. So now is, now that it's drained, it's. It's a, it's a one and done. One so and done. he, we found out from talking to the doctor, it was something that he was actually born with. And that, uh, that fluid kind of built up and built up and built up. And they say that they're pretty common. They do like five of these surgeries a week, but they commonly cause headaches. And so she made that incision. She cut that thing to drain. And then as his brain fills that void, there's no more issue. Unbelievable. And you you have the opportunity to spend that time and not worry about your job or your finances or whatever, because of this beautiful thing called wholesaling. That's right. Even so. There is nothing better than than knowing that I could take that time off. But I guess the second best part of that is literally the day before his surgery, I sold my business after 18 years. Mm. Awesome. So I went into that thing without that work phone constantly ringing and those customers constantly calling. and, And I was able to shut everything down and just be in the moment with them at the hospital. Absolutely so, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So now are you back at it? Are you, I mean, is, are you, yeah. uh, Monday was his first day back to school yep. and I've got, uh, two days that I've been working on the wholesale deal. It gets listed today. Nice. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm headed there. As soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm finishing it up. They're putting the lockbox on the door and it's being listed. Awesome. So, uh, tomorrow I'm back on the phones. I love it. I love it. And how, how long do you typically call for? How, how many hours? Usually three hours. Sometimes I'll push it to four, but sure. it's, it's at least three hours. So the, the good news is, is that from nine to noon is always open. My daughter's at school. My son's typically at school. So I've got that nine to noon just locked down with nobody here. And so you just call I'm from able. the house. Yeah, I call from that. I don't need an office. Yeah. 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 Love it. Well, yeah. I love it, Bill. I mean, just a unbelievable story and unbelievable just real life you know this is what this beautiful business called wholesaling can provide for you and your family you know goes to the the intro that i did at the beginning of this podcast was really about deep diving the whys. Why, why, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want to do wholesaling? Why do you want to, you know, do this or that? Whatever goals that you have, I love getting that asking seven layers deep because then you really get to the core of it. And I think, you know, you just explained it perfectly where the core of this is you get the freedom to mm-hmm. be there. The freedom during these these moments, to, and and not only that, but have the peace of mind and be mentally uh, like there, you know, present. I guess the, yeah. the being being present, and and that's such a huge relief because having your cell phone go off or having a million messages that you know are piling up behind or whatever. I mean, even though you don't want to think about it, it creeps into your head, and you you. I mean, yeah. you you set it up perfectly to not have to worry about that. 
nothing concretes your why more than your kid being in need of your time. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, give some advice to everybody starting out. Give them, give them something to walk away with. Give them an instruction to do, not just, you the know. The biggest instruction I can give you yeah. is be consistent. Yep. Because without that consistency, you are not going to have a business that's scalable. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a business that's sustainable. That consistency is literally everything. Now, one more thing. I was able to spend about an hour in person with Cody Hoffine yep. uh, about a month ago. Probably one of the best hours of my life. He was generous enough to, we sat down, we chatted face to face, and he's actually the guy that said, you need to stop reading sales books. Because yep. I've never been a reader, but what I was reading were books like Sell or Be Sold, 10X, and Be Obsessed or Be Average, you know, all these sales books that yep. are like, you know, and that's not what this is about. Mm-mm. So I picked up Go-Giver, yep. read that cover to cover. I'm reading The Compound Effect right now. And what Cody told me is you need to become the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. not become a better salesperson. Yep. And so that's, uh, that's another just a big takeaway is people don't want to be sold. Yep. People want to know that you're a genuine person and that you are, have their best outlook you know, on your mind. Yeah. They want to know that you're going to take care of them. Yep. So that inconsistency. I love it. Absolutely perfect. Well, that is it, guys. I mean, just another phenomenal podcast. I mean, you know, Bill talked about TTP. If you are looking to join the most proactive group in real estate wholesaling, it is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down. Look at what it's about. Look at all the the testimonials and the videos and everything. If it's the right fit for you, sign up. Get a um, sign up for a call. It'll be the best half hour of your year, guaranteed. Uh, Bill went through it. We're so I'm so excited because everybody in the TTP program I work with personally. Bill has my cell phone number. He texts me all this stuff. It's just it's it's absolutely fantastic. But if not, here's the thing. I just encourage you to go out there and have quality conversations with distressed property owners. That's the key to this whole business. And like Bill said, be consistent. So I appreciate you listening. Until next time, go out there and talk to people. See you guys. You're the best. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.